welcome back. Today is day 26 of Listening for Hope. We're going to start with Luke 19, 28 through 48. After he had said these things, he was going on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he, had, when he approached Bethphage and Bethany near the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of the disciples saying, Go into the village ahead of you. There, as you enter, you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you why are you untying it, you shall say, The Lord has need of it. So those who were sent went away and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owner said to him, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord has need of it. They brought it to Jesus, and they threw their coats on the colt and put Jesus on it. As he was going, they were spreading their coats on the road. As soon as he was approaching near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles which they had seen, shouting, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But Jesus answered, I tell you, if these become silent, the stones will cry out. When he approached Jerusalem, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If you had known in this day, even you, the things which make for peace, the things which make for peace, but now they have been hidden from your eyes, for the days will come upon you when your enemies will throw up a barricade against you and surround you and hem you in on every side. And they will level you to the ground and your children within you. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not recognize the time of your visitation. Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out those who were selling, saying to them, It is written, and my house shall be a house of prayer but you have made it a robber's den. And he was teaching daily in the temple, but the chief priests and the scribes and the leading men among the people were trying to destroy him, and they could not find anything that they might do, for all the people were hanging on to every word he said. The Treachery of Jacob's Son Jacob's Sons now Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had borne to Jacob, went out to visit the daughters of the land. When Shechem, the son of Hamor the Hivite, the prince of the land, saw her, he took her and lay with her by force. He was deeply attracted to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the girl and spoke tenderly to her. So Shechem spoke to his father, Hamor, saying, Get me this young girl for a wife. Now Jacob heard that he had defiled Dinah, his daughter, but his sons were with his livestock in the field, so Jacob kept silent until they came in. Then Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. Now the sons of Jacob came in from the field when they heard it, and the men were grieved, and they were very angry because he had done a disgraceful thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, for such a thing ought not to be done. But Hamor spoke, spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. 
Please give her to him in marriage. Intermarry with us. Give your daughters to us and take our daughters for yourselves. Thus she shall live with us and the land shall be open before you. Live and trade in it and acquire property in it. Shechem also said to her father and to her brothers, If I find favor in your sight, then I will give whatever you say to me. Ask me ever so much bridal payment and gift, and I will give according as you say to me, but give me the girl in marriage. But Jacob's sons answered Shechem and his father Hamor with deceit, because he had defiled Dinah, their sister. They said to him, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that would be a disgrace to us. Only on this condition will we consent to you, if you will become like us, in that every male of you be circumcised. Then we will give our daughters to you, and we will take your daughters for ourselves, and we will live with you and become one people. But if you will not listen to us to be circumcised, then we will take our daughter and go. Now their words seemed reasonable to Hamor and Shechem, Hamor's son. The young man, man, man did not delay to do the thing, because he was delighted with Jacob's daughter. Now he was more respected than all the household of his father. So Hamor and his son Shechem came to the gate of their city and spoke to the men of their city, saying, These men are friendly with us, therefore let them live in the land and trade in it, for behold, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters in marriage and give our daughters to them. Only on this condition will the men consent to us to live with us, to become one people. Let every male among us be circumcised as they are circumcised. Will not their livestock and their property and all their animals be ours? Only let us consent to them and they will live with us. All who went out of the gate of the city listened to Hamar and to his son Shechem, and every male was circumcised, all who went out of the gate of his city. Now it came about on the third day when they were in pain that the two of Jacob's men, Simon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, each took his sword and came upon the city unawares and killed every male. They killed Hamor and his son Shechem with the edge of the sword and took Dinah from Shechem's house and went forth. Jacob's sons came upon the slain and looted the city because they had defiled their city, their sister. They took their flocks and their herds and their donkeys and that which was in the city and that which was in the field, and they captured and looted all their wealth and all their little ones and their wives, even all of that was in the houses. Then Jacob said to Simon and Levi, or Simeon and Levi, you have brought trouble on me by making me odious among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites, and my men being few in number, they will gather together against me and attack me, and I will be destroyed, I and my household. But they said, should he treat our sister as a harlot? Our last reading is Psalm 26. Protestation of Integrity and Prayer for Protection A Psalm of David Vindicate me, O Lord, for I have walked in my integrity, and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. 
Examine me, O Lord, and try me. Test my mind and my heart, for your loving kindness is before my eyes, and I have walked in your truth. I do not sit with deceitful men, nor will I go with pretenders. I hate the assembly of evildoers, and I will not sit with the wicked. I shall wash my hands in innocence, and I will go about your altar, O Lord, that I may proclaim with the voice of thanksgiving and declare all your wonders. O Lord, I love the inhabitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Do not take my soul away along with sinners, nor my life with men of bloodshed, in whose hands is a wicked scheme, and whose right hand is full of bribes. But as for me, I shall walk in my integrity, redeem me, and be gracious to me. My foot stands on a level place, in the congregations I shall bless the Lord. And that is the end of day 26. Let me pray for you. God, sometimes it's disturbing to hear some of these examples that are in your word of the people that lived. And I'm thankful that you don't with like you haven't withheld the difficult stories. I pray that whatever we're supposed to be learning through these and hearing and understanding will come out. I am a little bit troubled by the way Simeon and Levi took it in their own hands without consulting their, their father, who is supposed to be there for wisdom. When And I don't understand the culture, God. But she would have been taken care of. I just think about what her life was like after this. A woman back then was only as good as her virginity. She was a placeholder. She was equal if not less than to a monetary value. I pray God that our lives can be more than that. There's so much deceit in this story between Shechem and Dinah and literally all he had to do was ask for her instead of just taking her and destroying her virtue God I don't want my life to be a warning like this and I very much doubt that anybody listening to me wants their life to be a warning like this help us not to miss the opportunities to follow truth 
and to be selfless instead of selfish. Shechem was only thinking of himself and his desires, his momentary need, his momentary want. Yes, he proceeded to do the right thing and thank God his heart was filled with love for her. But it was Dinah who had to pay for the rest of her life. And the men paid with their lives. Help us to remember that your warnings are for a reason and they are wise. And yes, Shechem has done a very disgraceful thing in this time. But he was trying to reconcile it. And I'm not saying that it was okay. But he was trying to make good out of it. I don't, I don't know, Lord, sometimes. I pray that you'll give us wisdom in this story. And I don't always understand what wisdom there is to reach for or to see. But I recognize that you told us that this was deceitful and that what Shechem did too was also horrible. And that Jacob didn't know what his sons were going to do. He knew what had happened to his daughter. He knew. And he had agreed. So had the sons. Help us to understand what that means. Help us to remember to rule our lives with integrity. The integrity that is measured by the fruits of the Spirit is a great start, God. But we know right from wrong. Help us to choose to walk where you should have us walk, to make better choices if we've made a bad one, because we will. And in, in doing so, we can come to you, God. You give, you give us grace and mercy. <laughs> That's so amazing. Thank you for that.
I pray that the people that are hearing this and listening to this will be blessed by you, strengthened by you, and fight for truth and integrity in their life. Every moment of every day, God. It's a hard thing to walk by. It's a hard thing to live by. But it pleases you. I want to please you. And I know they do too. We all do. We love you so much. Protect our minds and hearts, Lord Jesus, and those we encounter every day. Protect what our hands do, where we go, what we see, what we hear. In the name of Jesus, amen. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you.